um, I read a story, a story of a little boy who on um, Easter Sunday became sick and therefore he had to stay at home and the mother was with him. The father went to church and um, on coming home he had palm branches in his hands and the boy said ah father what are you doing with this um, branch palm branches and the father said oh Jesus came to town today and we had to lay our branches on the road for him and the boy said wow you mean Jesus came and I missed his coming Church, you may be here. Even in this service, I pray that you not miss his coming. May he ride in you. And may you allow him to truly ride in you. So that the joy of Palm Sunday will continue to be yours in Jesus' name. Shall we pray together? Almighty God, our Father. We ask again that while you are passing by, you will not pass us by. May you touch us. May your word dwell in our hearts. That Lord God Almighty, what will be said, eternal Father, will be translated into our hearts by the power of your Holy Spirit. And more than the speaker can say it, you give us understanding. Father, we praise you. Ride on. King Emmanuel. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As I start this message concerning the significance of Jesus' entry into Jerusalem, I want to give you three things that actually you need to know concerning this Jesus. It is important for you to know that not a single word came out of Jesus by mistake. It's unlike you and I who actually will say, oh, let me say this for the fun of it. No. Jesus meant everything he had ever said. And there is nothing that he did that he did just for the sake of doing it. There is nowhere that he went that was not purposeful. If you know, if you want to know any purpose-driven life, it is the life of Jesus. And I pray that by the grace of the Almighty God, you will not see any coincidence even in what we celebrate today. Rather, you will see it as the fulfillment of God's purpose. Concerning the report of the Palm Sunday, we have heard it read to us from the book of Matthew, chapter 21. Matthew said that the people spread their cloaks on the road and cut branches from trees 
and was shouting, Hosanna. Mark has it recorded in chapter 11, verses 7 to 10. He too said that the people spread their cloaks on the road and leafy branches they had caught from the fields and saying, Hosanna. Look, in the Gospel of Luke chapter 19, we have it recorded. And there is something that Luke added, which actually can, you, may not find, you, you will not find in Matthew or Mark. Because when the elders came and told Jesus to stop these people from shouting Hosanna, the Lord Jesus Christ said to them, if they stop, the stones will speak. If you are a person of the Bible, you know that uh, these three books, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, are called the Synoptic Gospel. They got their source of writing uh, almost from the same place. But John, who actually wrote independently, had it recorded also. I can find it in chapter 12 of John. Attesting to the fact that, yes, Jesus Christ came to Jerusalem. But he did not come from Bethphage. But from the place of Lazarus. The crowd came because they heard of the miracle that Jesus Christ performed concerning the raising of Lazarus. And they wanted to actually see the one who was able to raise a dead person after four days. All these actually make us to know that for the four Gospels to have the same account concerning an event, whether their narratives maybe are different, one thing is sure. That occasion happened. Jesus entered Jerusalem triumphantly. This event, event actually has many um, reasons for its importance. Number one, number one, Jesus did not wake up one day and just said to his disciples, let us go to Jerusalem. I want to go to Jerusalem today. His going was purposeful. As the event is recorded in Matthew chapter 21, I know that we need to go back to Matthew chapter 16 to know that indeed this particular triumphant entry was purposeful. In Matthew chapter 16, Jesus told his disciples to expect this triumphal entry. The Bible tells us in Matthew chapter 16, beginning from verse 21, for then, for that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem 
To do what? To suffer. He must go to Jerusalem to suffer. To suffer many things from the hands of the elders and the chief priests and scribes. And not only suffer, be killed. Oh my. And after they had done their worst, the Son of Man will rise on the third day. Hallelujah. Jesus had an appointment to keep. An appointment planned and foretold nearly 500 years before it happened. From the mouth of the many, many prophets. But this one, really from prophet Daniel. You know that in much of the time of the ministry of Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ will heal he will heal the sick and he will tell the sick, don't tell anyone. Even at the confession of Peter concerning who he is, after Peter had spoken, you are the Christ, the son of the living God, he told them, do not tell anyone. Why? Because his time has not come. The demons that will recognize him easily when normal people would not actually see what Jesus was all about. When the demons will shout out and say, Oh, leave us alone. You holy one that comes from the Lord. Leave us alone will shut them up because it's time to declare who he is had not come. And uh, at the entrance of Jesus Christ into Jerusalem as the king of the Jews, as the king of kings and the lord of lords, guess what? What we had always actually depended on concerning the Old Testament covenant became nullified because the new covenant had come. The entrance of Jesus Christ is so important for us to know that that which is said concerning him, uh, the worship of God to the Samaritan woman in John chapter 4 came to be true there would come a time when people would not go to Jerusalem and on this on this mountain to worship God because whoever will want to come and worship God must come and do so in spirit and in truth the end of the Jewish system of worship of Jehovah was coming to an end. The beginning of the Messiah, Messianic era had opened. And this also we'll see declared by Paul by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit in Romans chapter 3. Paul declared that, from, that henceforth 
the law cannot save anyone but the law only points to the one who saves jesus christ and everything that continued to happen from then was bringing to an end that which actually the jewish people would still want to hold on to onto the destruction of jerusalem and the destruction of the temple came AD 70. The Old Testament sacrifice cannot in any way cleanse anyone from sin. Old Testament saints were saved on credit in that the, sacrifice, the, the sacrificial system looked towards the, and pictured the only real sacrifice Jesus Christ our Lord. Hebrews 9, 11 and following. Now, it is also important to know that the going into Jerusalem by the Lord Jesus Christ had something that the elders were disturbed about. They told Jesus to make the, the crowd to, quiet, to, to, to be quiet. They knew that what they were saying even though they weren't saying it without much meaning to them that is the crowd hosanna is something that actually is recorded in the book of habakkuk habakkuk chapter 2 verse 11 the prophet pro predicted the stone of jerusalem who cried in judgment over the cities uh, the, the city's sins here the stone of the city of the city wall will bear witness to the rejection of Jesus Christ as Lord by the Jews. It is important, children of God, to know that what we celebrate today had been recorded or predicted by so many prophets. Don't get me wrong. I believe that God is not done with, the, with, with Israel yet. Because I know that the time will come when Israel will come to claim Jesus Christ as their Messiah. Whether they like it or not. It is recorded that the time will come when the Messiah will be recognized even by the people who rejected him. And they will mourn for their sins. And I found also in the book of Revelation chapter 7 that God, God will again move mightily through a born again israel therefore we who are the new israel should not in any way forget to pray for those who came before us but have not accepted what we have embraced the second thing that we need to look at is that the crowd recognized the importance of this moment uh, of this moment but not its purpose they did not recognize its purpose the gospel of john said that the crowd came because lazarus was raised from the dead a day after lazarus was raised from the dead this happened they cried the messianic psalm psalm 118 if you go to psalm 118 and you read all the verses there the tendency is actually for you to think about God coming to man in order to make our living 
a pleasurable living. You may think about physical blessings only, but I pray that the Holy Spirit will actually enter into you for you to see the significance of this in a spiritual realm. The verses of Psalm 118 will actually make you to know that Hosea, Hosanna that they were crying actually means save us now. And the people, the crowd, the crowd thought that yes, he has come to save us from the hands of, the, of Rome. Because they were tired of all the taxes they were paying. They had no freedom to truly do what they had to do as a nation, they only depended on what depended on what actually Rome would give them chance to do. And so, in this particular welcome on this Palm Sunday, rejections came because the, the elders, the priests, and the scribes who actually wrote some of these things down, knew that Jesus was proclaiming himself as the king of kings, and it is a disturbance to their own well-being. You know that when he raised Lazarus from the dead, guess what? They were disturbed because he had been gaining ground before. Now he could raise the dead after four days. Someone that actually is getting rotten already. The chemistry has changed and you could raise him from the dead. The popularity of Jesus will be too overwhelming for them. And now he's riding to Jerusalem and they're shouting Hosanna concerning him. I mean, to him. That they couldn't stand. And um, one thing that is there is that whether they liked it or not, yes, Jesus is the Messiah. The third thing we need to look into is that God came in peace. God came in peace. All through the Old Testament, people feared to have an encounter with God. Because meeting with God would mean death. They had a picture of God who actually will strike dead whoever beholds him. Even Moses, at the encounter of the burning bush, was afraid. At the time that he took courage and wanted to see God, he was told that whoever sees me cannot live. Gideon was afraid to behold God. The parents of something were afraid to behold God. When he spoke to them, they were so afraid. We can cite so many other examples, but one thing is sure that God came to man. God became flesh and dwelt amongst us. God came in peace. The riding on a donkey is significant because it was prophesied by Zechariah in chapter 9, verse 9. 
Rejoice greatly, he said, O daughters of, of Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming. He's coming to you, righteous and having salvation. He is humble and mounting on the donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Now, Zechariah predicted this and he mentioned his position. What is his position? King. He mentioned his purpose. What is his purpose? Salvation. He mentioned his attitude. And what is his attitude? Humility. For the first time, Jesus proclaimed himself as the king of Israel. For the first time, he made himself known as to what actually he came to do. He knew that the time of his departure was at hand. And you will see that in all the statements of Pilate concerning Jesus, when he was questioning Jesus, Jesus did not answer anything until the time Pilate said, Are you the king of the Jews? And he answered back, you said it exactly what you said that is who I am and I thank God because even Pilate that was a coward when he should have freed Jesus Christ when he tried him but handed him over to the priests and the elders of, the, of Israel was bold enough to write correctly what Jesus is on the top of his of the cross that he was crucified upon was hanging that writing here lies the king of the Jews and the Jews were not happy they were very angry to this they went back to Pilate why should you do this and so on and then said to them what I have written I have written the truth about Jesus came alive. From that day on, we understood him. I have good news for you, church, that Jesus Christ who rode on the donkey on this Palm Sunday, oh, he's coming back to ride again. But this time around, he will not ride on the donkey. He will ride on the white horse. This Jesus that came as a man of peace will come as a warrior. This Jesus that we celebrate, who actually we have the branches, palm branches spread on the road for him to ride upon. Oh, the Bible tells us that he will come defeating his enemies with his sword and he'll be riding on the blood of his enemies. All this while, his enemies may be persecuting the church. Oh yes, they may be killing us Christians because we are just we are believers in Christ. They may actually be limiting us as to what we can do and what we cannot do. As you've heard concerning uh, Kaduna State now. Boko Haram may actually be harassing us. ISIS may be beheading us. Jesus Christ is looking. And one day, he will say, enough. 
he will fight on our behalf. His saints will be riding with him. Branches will not be laid on the floor. The blood of his enemies will be trampled upon. The thing about it is this. The saying is true, which is actually written in the book of Romans chapter 12, verse 19. Oh, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. I will repay. It is a wonderful thing to actually be a Christian. And I thank God because I know that the life that we live must be the life of peace. We need to know that when we are persecuted, we need to be happy. We need to rejoice in the Lord because our persecution is only for a time. The Lord God Almighty will rise again on our behalf. Now, I want to ask a few questions. Do you understand why Jesus came? Do you understand what he gave up? And do you understand what actually is requiring from you? It is one thing to say that you believe in Jesus. It is another thing to really understand what you believe in. If people tell you, why are you a Christian? What will, you, what will be your answer? Oh, I'm a Christian because I was born to a Christian home. Oh, I'm a Christian because I just love Jesus. I pray that you will understand so that you will not in any way believe in vain. What it requires from you, what do you actually think it requires from you now? I believe that it requires humility from you as he actually showed us humility. And I believe that indeed he wants us to come to the cross that he died on. Then I know that we need to live a life of peace. A life of peace that he has given to us. And when you know Jesus truly, peace is not only for a moment, it's for eternity. In conclusion of this message, I want to quickly show you three types of people with three reactions that were present on the day of Palm Sunday. The first one is the crowd. The crowd. They got caught in the moment. Joined the people not knowing exactly what was happening and not knowing why they were doing what they were doing. Spreading the clothes on the, on the, on the ground. Cutting branches, leafy branches and branches to cover the road for a king. The king is coming. Oh, to them, it was a wonderful fanfare. And some of them also went because of what they could gain. Do you know, some people come to church because of what they can gain, not really to worship. Not really to worship. Oh, if I can just go there, I will get my healing. And the Lord God Almighty will not disappoint you. Because these people, after he had turned the 
temple upside down because of those who were desecrating it, they came to him. And the sick received healing. Those who needed something from Jesus got it. Why? Jesus is full of the abundance of blessings. He will surely bless them. But I pray that it will not be because of what you, you, can, you can gain that you have come. Oh, I pray. It will be more than that. The second type of people there with another reaction are the Pharisees, the elders of the Jews. These people knew Jesus. They saw Jesus coming and it was a dreadful thing to them. They were threatened by his coming. Why? Because the source of the dill bread is being attacked by this man called Jesus. They did not want him to be heard. They did not want him to be celebrated. They wanted to do everything possible and to the uttermost to kill him. I pray that you are not here this morning to do something that is against the will of God. For some of the people that come to church also, you know, they come to steal. They only come to steal, not to worship. You are an enemy of Christ if that is your purpose. And I pray that, oh, you will desist from it because the Lord God Almighty wants you to give your life to him. And that's the third group. The third group happened to be his disciples. His disciples, if you read the account very well in the book of uh, John, John says that the disciples were not in full understanding of what actually was happening. Then they came to the understanding of it and they said, Wow, our Lord is being glorified. And they were jubilant. They rejoiced greatly because Jesus had been recognized as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. The time to celebrate Jesus is actually when you come to know him and to identify him as who he is. And I pray that you will not miss it. I pray that the Lord himself will enter into your life and you will see the difference that he can make. At the time you most need him, he will be there. 